0: Coming to you direct from the heart of New York City all the way to wherever you are, you're listening to the Vip Jaswa Report. Howard Dean once said, from a religious point of view, if God had thought homosexuality is a sin, he would not have created gay people. In today's world, the new generation has become more familiar and possibly more tolerant towards the gay community. We are told by members of the gay community that their sexual orientation is not a choice they make. However, what happens when there are some gays out there who choose to convert back to heterosexuality. Quite frankly, I didn't even know there was an organization or a movement for such a thing until I came across my next guest. I'm delighted to welcome Regina Griggs, who serves as the Executive Director for PFOX, which stands for Parents and Friends of Ex-Gays. Welcome to the show, Regina.
1: Thank you. to
0: be on. Thank you for coming on. And I know, you know what, Uh, you and your organization must get a lot of heat from various parties and it must be challenging, so thank you again.
1: You're quite welcome. I'm glad to have the opportunity to share.
0: Now, the irony of your own story is that you have a son who's gay. Am I right? Yes, that's true. So tell us about how you found out and how, as a mother, your reaction was when his sexuality came to your attention.
1: Well, as a mother... um I was taken back. I, I, I really was shocked. It was almost like a death experience because I had no clue, mm-hmm. didn't know what to say, and was just, just dumbfounded by the statement and the declaration.
0: And how old was he when he told you this?
1: Oh, 22.
0: So during the teenage years, did you ever have any idea...
1: No, absolutely none. Um, he was very active in school, mm-hmm. he was dating. He had great grades, got into a good college, had no reason to really suspect at all.
0: So was it like, I mean, did he date girls?
1: Yes, he did. Um, and in in fact, had two long-term uh, relationships with, with young ladies mm-hmm. and that also <laughs> added to the surprise. I mean, it, it just didn't make sense to me at all.
0: So what was his reason for telling you, and how did he find out that he was gay?
1: I think going away to school, mm-hmm. away at college, um, at that particular point in time, many schools you know, were beginning Gay-Straight Alliance clubs, etc., and sort of felt he was different anyway, and that maybe he was um, truly gay, and that just accumulated as they're out of your, your home, they're away, they're involved in other activities, and they're hearing only one side of that story on the Gay-Straight Alliance. So he felt that was, he was comfortable with that, and that's who he was, and that's what he declared.
0: And what was your reaction? Obviously, you were stunned. But once that settled down.
1: <laughs> Stun- stunned. I, I immediately began to search for for help, find out what would have caused this. You know, was this the family? Was it being out of touch with his family? Were you know, he looking? How was he looking at things? Because it did not make any sense to me. And I personally knew that, you know, people are not born gay, and nobody chooses to have same-sex attractions. There is no getting around that. Nobody wants those feelings. But to have someone come to you and say, this is who I am, and I'm happy with who I am, Mm -hmm. was just something I was not prepared, and I don't think most families are prepared.
0: So now you're executive director of PFOX, which is Parents and Friends of Ex-Gays. And gays. And gays. So what's the the mission statement? What's the objective of PFOX?
1: The objective is to provide resources, mm-hmm. hope, and support for families and friends who have loved ones that identify as homosexual. Uh, we believe that the most important thing one does is to maintain a loving, healthy relationship. And while you think most parents and friends do love their children, yes, they do. But now you have sort of the pink elephant in the room, and you have to decide how to get around that. Mm. And you really do form a different set of rules in relationship with your child.
0: So does PFOX believe that being gay is a choice?
1: I don't like the word choice. Okay. I don't believe anybody chooses to have same-sex attractions. I think they are developed through various um, situations. And so we do know that change is possible. I've read all the sciences. I know about the 10,000 identical twins and less than 10% of them were both gay. So when you start dealing with the genetics and looking at some of the science, that's fine. You can say, I don't believe that, and mm. science is maybe proving that it's not a biological or innate um, feelings, but nonetheless, does that make it any easier to deal with? No. But you know,
0: earlier in the not. conversation, you said people are not born gay. That's correct. So then, obviously, they are making a choice in your world.
1: I think it's a decision that they make, and I use that word decision mm-hmm. because we can choose to accept certain things. That's true, but when you dis- but you must make a decision. If you truly are going to live, have a partner, and assume the role as an out homosexual, Mm -hmm. that becomes a decision. It's not just I didn't choose to have these feelings, and I have these feelings. It's that I have made a decision to identify as a homosexual and to be out publicly and to live my life accordingly. That's why I use the term decision.
0: See, my gay friends tell me that being gay is similar to being born black or white, that you don't have a choice. So coming from you, it, it, it's, a, it's interesting that you say it's a decision as opposed to a choice.
1: That's correct. I don't believe people choose feelings. And obviously, if one is born black, mm-hmm. they don't. That that is a genetic issue. That is a form of how one is born, and you cannot change that. Homosexuality, on the other hand, are feelings that have developed over some course of time. Feelings can and do change. People change feelings about things throughout their entire life.
0: So would PFOX change their approach if they changed the fundamental approach of understanding the concept that homosexuality is a decision?
1: Um, Would we change our approach? No, uh, because... I truly believe that mm. one has the right to self-determination. I believe you should know the facts. I think you should know that change is possible. I think you should know that it's not innate. However, as an adult, and many of these kids do not come out until they are adults, that is a decision they make, and we have to learn to live with it and to continue to love these Kids and have them as part of your family.
2: Why?
0: Why? Why do you think they're not coming out till they're adults? I mean, um, I have my own I, set of thoughts, and I'm thinking probably well, being gay is still a minority. Um, they don't want to be made fun of at school. Uh, maybe it's too early to for them to determine their own sexual orientation.
1: Part of it is is that. The other part of it is, and I don't like making this statement, but I'm going to make it. Mm. There's a lot of literature out there that tells children when they go to these websites that are gay affirming that don't tell your children if you don't tell them because children could lose their college tuition. Parents could put pressure on you, force you to uh, see a therapist, and therefore they are encouraged to keep the secret, and they do keep the secret.
0: When your son told you about his sexual orientation, um, was he expecting your reaction? Because you said he was stunned.
1: Um, yeah, I think actually he did expect that I would be stunned, mm-hmm. shocked, that um, I would say, you know, we need to sit down and talk about this. We need to, to get help. Uh, why are you feeling this way? He knew I would have a hundred questions. I think he knows his mom well enough. Right. But, you know, at some point, and it was there again, had been away at college, he felt that he had to truly declare, and he was somewhat of an activist. <laughs> so, uh, that's- an
0: activist towards gay rights or towards? Oh, yes,
1: towards gay rights, gay marriage, carried mm-hmm. the AIDS quilt through the streets of Washington, D.C.
0: So a lot of interesting conversations at home.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, um, we did discuss it. Um, he knew that I had friends who were ex-gay, mm-hmm. we have a family member that had come out of homosexuality. Don't think he knew that at the time. But a lot of these things were not discussed to the point of, you know wanting to win the argument, because people make decisions to do things and I can't change your politics, you can't change mine, so we have to learn to communicate and keep the family intact, because you can't help a family member or a loved one if you have no relationship and you're not speaking.
0: Was he open to changing back to heterosexuality?
1: Uh, he did attend a conference and had met and knew some people that were out of homosexuality, But I don't believe, nor did I push, that he should go find a therapist, go seek to change. Um, He did see a therapist over some other issues, the death of a friend. So we, you know, he knew people he could talk to. The reason we didn't push this is that if I handed you a brochure and I signed you up to go see a therapist to change you, would you do it? Would you truly be committed, or would you be doing it to please a parent?
0: You'd probably do it to please the parent and go through the process.
1: Exactly. So, you know, my personal belief Mm. is that anyone seeking positive change needs the love and support of their family and their friends, the community, their local church. They need the support systems in place. And only then, when they know those people are not going to judge them and that there is unconditional love, can they begin to think, maybe I should rethink who I am. Right. Because you're really challenging who they believe themselves to be as a person.
0: Now, I went through the Fox website. There's a lot of emphasis on parents and friends. Yes. Why, why is that?
1: Because the majority of us... Um, want what's best for our children and for our friends. And we didn't get a a manual that said, should your child decide to live a homosexual life or have gender identity issues, this is what you need to do. And there was no information like that when my son first came to us. But your son
0: came to you when he was 22? Correct. At at PFOX, what's the average age for those who are trying to change?
1: Probably late 20s to early 30s.
0: So these are very old children, so to speak. correct. But at the same time, you still encourage the parents of these young adults.
1: Because what they do is, you know, if you get the phone call, I'm coming home for Christmas and I am bringing my friend. (laughs) And then you find out when the friend arrives what the situation is. And so I think you, we all need to be better prepared with answers and to understand that this could happen. We do have phone calls, and I do get them from parents who have kids that are 16, but many of them are committed mm-hmm. to not act on those feelings and are looking to see whether that's truly who they are. There, there is some question Teens tend to question. However, as we have taken our education system down to making it normal, natural, and healthy, starting in pre kindergarten, kids grow up thinking that that is the norm, that you're one or the other, you know. I'm born gay, you're born straight. And so.
0: And they don't think still, anything of it.
1: Yeah, so it's not a good situation. Our schools are not helping children, they're normalizing that, which maybe shouldn't be. We're not giving children both sides of the story and allowing them to make a decision and to understand feelings.
0: Do you get pushback from gay organizations for being intolerant?
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. (laughs) Yes, of course we do. We have had to sue a school district and had to sue the NEA in Washington, D.C. So, yes, we do.
0: Why did you have to sue them?
1: They would not allow equal access into the schools, would not allow... Some of the scientific information, the health issues in the schools that we felt all children have the right to see and to read and to understand. So when we wanted to go to an NEA conference, they refused to allow us because we scared.
0: What does NEA stand for, by the way?
1: The National Education Association. Sorry, I keep forgetting. People don't know all these acronyms. No,
0: I'm sure they do. It's just me. I don't know.
1: (laughs) At any rate, so they're the people that are overseeing all... But what
0: is your message that they won't allow to be heard?
1: Well, because ex-gays are scary to the homosexual committees who are running your NEA. One of the former presidents of the National Education Association years back was an open gay man. We wanted to have a booth to hand out information that change is possible. Here are some of the health issues you should know about. And we're refused.
0: But why do you put it under a health issue as opposed to a social issue?
1: Because if one is to look at the AIDS rate, the children, mm-hmm. high school through college, it's dangerous. There's, there's no way to get around it. We had a 44% increase just a couple of years ago, and the number of kids contracting AIDS. what does a 13-year-old get AIDS? And does he know how he gets AIDS? And does he know what that means? This is put out by Centers for Disease Control, the CDC. These charts are not coming from us because we're trying to frighten. We're trying to inform and to educate no child at age 13. And and young teenagers, junior high and high school, should be contracting AIDS, much less should it be doubling. It was outrageous. And all we wanted to do was to explain to kids, you have a right to Make certain decisions, but, you know, get the facts before you make decisions. Understand the risks involved. And we were denied.
0: But, you know, when we talk about intolerance from gay organizations towards ex-gays, um, I was thinking about it and, 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 and trying to find a similar situation and see is the, the reaction from the gay organization is that, natural because, let me just put it in a a, a form of an analogy, if my son disowned me and my family name, um, then for me or for him to expect me to treat him as part of the family afterwards is an unreal expectation. So in the same way, um, it's very natural for gay organizations to show their intolerance towards ex-gays because maybe they feel that um, you're betraying them.
1: No, we're not betraying them. Mm. We are, as I said before, we are allowing all people the right. right to self-determination. No one can take away that right, nor should they try. But at the same time, are we not allowed free speech and access to information on on the topic?
2: That I
0: agree. I think you should, I mean, you know, you should be allowed freedom of speech and and freedom of awareness. Have there been any registered hate crimes against ex-gays?
1: Actually, uh, one that I know of, but majority of what we're finding is, of course, the churches are under fire because they are, are holding a biblical stand and they don't want to hire open homosexuals in, in, in positions within their churches, so mm-hmm. of course some states have anti-gay sexual orientation laws that churches are being held to. Uh, you know, doesn't matter what your religious basis is. Then we have people who have actually lost their job. They have gone out or you know, and made the statement. One, I'm trying to think of. Um, Mrs. Dixon or Miss Dixon, Mm -hmm. who was with Ohio State University, she made a comment that she supported the position of P. Fox that people had the right to information and that homosexuals could indeed change. Now she's an African American. She was fired the next day, and and there have been other cases like this. And when we start denying. Not just denying facts, because ex gays do exist. There are thousands of them out there. I've been doing this for 15 years. I know numerous ones, and I've had them as a guest in my home, including a family member. <laughs> that is. But what I'm saying is, can we coexist? Yes, we can. I'm giving you your right to make the decision to live as a homosexual. Mm-hmm. Why can't I have the same right if I choose to live? As the next gay, we know change is possible I'm not happy I've been through three relationships in the last 20 years and it isn't working for me so I'm choosing to find out what I need and where and how to change unwanted feelings to me that's reasonable why
0: should the ordinary person care
1: I guess the ordinary person should care because it is affecting our children.
0: How would it be relevant to my life and my son? And my son's 14. So oh. as, as, as a parent, I'm asking you, and I'm not being cynical.
1: Okay. No, I think um, if, as a 14-year-old, they should know that change is possible, that some people, based on feelings, life experiences, develop homosexual same-sex attraction. Mm-hmm. So... That doesn't make it right or wrong. That's a reality. And feelings can and do change. We should know that because if you have a child coming to you who says, I have these feelings and I don't like them, then let's do something about them. Let's provide some help, some resources, and sit down and talk about it. And that's why it's important for parents to be involved and to help and, and offer information to other families.
0: I wonder if we use the word feelings because it's more easily manipulative rather than the word choice.
1: No, uh, because choice doesn't describe what really is going on. What is going on You see on gays course, are very
0: strong, strong about, about it. Feelings. The gays are very strong about it. They say this is not a choice we made. You're coming in and saying, well, these are just feelings.
1: That's correct. They are feelings that developed
0: Is it becoming uh, a war of words?
1: I don't think so. Mm. I I don't think they, for the gay community to accept the fact that homosexuality is about feelings, well, what are same-sex attractions other than feelings? You're attracted to somebody of the same sex. Right. So if we go forward and we describe those as feelings and feelings that developed from some past experience, then what we're saying is what? You're not born gay and change is possible. So I think they interpret that to mean it's, it undermines their cause that you're born gay.
0: Well, there are so many different forms of um, sexual orientation these days. I mean, they've always been, but I mean, we're exposed to or more aware of now. Um, I was looking at the Williams Institute at UCLA School of Law. It's mm. a sexual orientation law think tank. They released a study in April 2011, and their research showed that about 1.7% of American adults identify themselves as gay or lesbian. I
1: really while, agree with that. While, CPC, the, I think the, the census mm-hmm. does the same thing.
0: Right. So while another 1.8% identify as bisexual.
1: That's correct also.
0: Now, with bisexuals, they, I'm assuming they don't mind whether it's a, a woman or a man,
1: right? I think with bisexuals, um, I wouldn't term it that way. I would say that they have attractions to both sexes. Mm-hmm. And they haven't resolved that I am a homosexual. So something is precluding them from making that decision.
0: So are those the ones that come to PFOX?
1: We get a few. Most of the people and the phone calls we get are Mm. people who, as I said, have lived this life, have been through a couple of relationships. They haven't met Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright, And then they begin to think, Maybe I'm not who I thought I was. Maybe I'm not happy because I'm attracted to somebody who also is attracted to me for the very same reason. We both have same-sex attractions and are needy people in need of support. And so they begin to question, is that really who I am? And therefore they seek answers, they seek support, and... Try to uh, tie up with a ministry or a therapist who can answer those questions and help them go back to childhood and say, okay, when did you first think you were different? When did these feelings start? What took place in your life? You have to go back to the beginning to move forward.
0: See, because I was thinking based on the statistics, for people to come to you, P. Fox's success could be due to the fact that there's a larger proportion of bisexuals who might be confused or fed up about being bisexual and opt out of being gay since it's perceived to be more difficult than to be straight and um, come to you for that advice or counseling or whatever it is you do.
1: Uh, I would say that there again, I we do get some phone calls, but I would say the majority of people that I talk to really um, have lived an open homosexual life. I mean, some of them as long as 15 and 20 years.
0: I just wondered if being bisexual, are they confusing straight people that being gay is a, is a feeling?
1: Well, I think um, both lifestyles, you know, obviously deal with feelings. And For some reason, they Mm. have not dealt with feelings and issues or root causes, as many people refer to them, as to what that development process was and need to go back and revisit from their youth or whatever time frame they need as to when the feelings started, when did I first identify, why is it that I'm attracted to both men and women?
0: So did you try this process with your own child?
1: Do I find what?
0: Did you try this process with your own son?
1: Uh, Some, yes. Uh, I mean, obviously I have had books on the shelf in my office uh, that he could read. Mm -hmm. He has met some uh, men and women who are ex-gays. One of the women that lived in my home Mm -hmm. was our women's ministry, and when she moved here from another country, she lived in our home for nine months. And we went to dinner, and so... He knew and respected her, and she gave him the same respect.
0: What is the one reason where you have success, where someone decides to be ex-gay and has done so successfully? When you've spoken to them, what's their reason for becoming ex-gay?
1: Oh, yes. I mean, I have um, ex-gay board members. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, We're having a conference in um, the Washington, D.C. area, and we have numerous ex-gay men and women who will be providing testimony, uh, and I will be there to answer questions and have a panel discussing these very issues. And some of these people, Marjorie lived as a homosexual till she was 53 years old, so it wasn't like some people will say, well, you just thought you were gay, and I said, well, don't you think— 35 years goes a little beyond thinking.
0: Well, couldn't it be that she was bisexual and decided till 53, you know, I'll have one of absolutely, a kind and then...
1: Absolutely on... not. Right. She was, uh, <laughs> Marjorie will tell you, that she was, you know, she wore men's clothes, uh, never wore makeup. Mm. She wanted nothing to do with women.
0: Uh, well, what is the one or the most common reason that people decide to remain ex-gay? To remain ex-gay,
1: they're happy. They are identified... They
0: weren't happy with, being gay.
1: They were no. They were they were happy having come out of homosexuality. They look back at their life mm-hmm. as a gay man or woman, right. and they can see patterns of unhappiness. People they felt they didn't fit in. They felt that they were being judged. I mean, there are many. See, my
0: wife's been married to me for what eighteen years or so. Um, she's not happy, but that doesn't mean she needs to go from heterosexuality and become a lesbian herself.
1: Correct. And and not everybody is going to do that. But what I am saying to you is if your relationship had failed, Mm. if you two were not communicating, if you didn't want to be in the same house, uh, then there certainly would be a reason for for a divorce or for you two to separate, would there or not?
0: But you see, there's so much more to it than just sexual orientation when there is um, dissatisfaction in a relationship. Absolutely. or in it, it could be compatibility, it could be personality.
1: Yes, it could. And if you read statistics again, they will tell you mm. that the average length of a homosexual relationship is three to four years. They do not go beyond that. There are the rare ones that, you know, have been involved for 20 or 30 years or whatever. That might be 2 or 3 percent. It's very rare. All of the people I know, Mm -hmm. former homosexuals, those running ministries, those who've authored books to help teens and others, will tell you themselves. That was one of the reasons that they decided that this was not who they were, because there were no long-term relationships. As I said, you have two people who are in need of support, Mm -hmm. who come together and neither one of them is able to fully satisfy the needs and give support to somebody who's struggling with the same issue they are. And that's why they are short-term relationships.
0: Is that why on the PFOX website you consider becoming an ex-gay a positive life change because you emphasize the word positive?
1: The reason we use positive mm. is because one learns root causes, how to come out of this, and to accept their differences, which for many, you know, you're kicked on, you're bullied because what? Gee, well, you can't play baseball, football, you you do art, you're a straight-A student. So for many, they have bought into the fact, they've been labeled, and that's why I don't like the word labeling and telling somebody they're gay or or not, is because I'm not going to make a decision for you just because you are different, because your talents are different. That doesn't make you gay. That doesn't make you less masculine or feminine. And we need to support the fact it's okay to be different and to be talented in other areas.
0: Now, the last organization that tried to change gays was called Exodus International. How are you different from them? And and, and, uh, apparently they've closed down.
1: Yes, they have. Uh, And we actually were members, a referral for families Mm. for for Exodus. Um, And I knew Ellen Chambers for many years and many of the people, and then some of the people that are on my website and that will be speaking on the 4th of October are former Exodus board members. The problem with Exodus um, was not that they weren't willing to help and to provide resources, but Mr. Chambers himself decided because he still had same-sex attractions and he was married and they've adopt- two adopted children. I mean, I know him quite well. He yeah, and his <laughs> wife, um, since he was still struggling with feelings and he had not been able over- to overcome them, they decided he and his board members, who hold a different biblical view and. Um, change view that you're going to struggle with same-sex attractions the rest of your life. His statement was 99.9% will always struggle. I don't believe that, and certainly none of the people I know and people involved in ministry, and I have three friends that are licensed therapists, by the way, all former homosexuals, (laughs) uh, would never agree with that. You can overcome feelings. You can change. Alan has never been through counseling, so to come out and make statements when you have not been through therapy and to say that it's not possible was an inappropriate statement. However, some of the board members um, and people of his own church chose to support him, and they closed down a 37-year-old organization. Many who of those former members now belong to the Restored Hope Network.
0: Now, people who've changed and gone back to heterosexuality, um, do they suffer from temptation? Um, Is it something that leaves you, or is it a bit like giving up smoking because every day is a fresh new challenge?
1: No, I don't think every day is a fresh new challenge. Mm. I think it does depend, as I said, if you have not done the work, if you've not looked back at root causes and what led you down that path, those are always going to be there. But I also believe that if you haven't had a lobotomy, as you said with cigarettes, okay, I've been straight, I'm married, I've been married for 25 years, I have kids, and then I run into my last partner. You didn't forget his name or her name, did you? So are you going to remember the good times? Of course you will. And then you generally would say, I'm so happy that I am no longer trapped in that lifestyle. I have a wife, a husband, kids. I love my life. I'm very happy. But you know, the subconscious is with us our lifetime. So of course, I mean, you know, I'm a boomer. If you if you played the Beach Boys, I couldn't, I I could sing along, and yet I haven't heard their music in 30 years. But I could do it because there is a part of us, and and that's healthy. Don't you want to run into that person and say, I? You know, I love that lifestyle. I'm grateful I did.
0: But then you found it, I guess, challenging with your own son because he's not fully converted back to heterosexuality. That's correct. So now where are the challenges with him? Because obviously he's seen the success that you've seen with some of your uh, members. What, What is the hurdle
1: there for him? The hurdle that I find, not just for him, but for most, people mm. is homosexuality is it's a group of people who support one another and they basically you have a gay barber uh, you have the gardener maybe gay your next-door neighbor there is a big network and they become part of a network of people right and so it's And and sad as it may be, and I've watched this happen to people, you walk out and you say, you know what, I'm not happy. I've had five partners, I'm leaving, I'm getting help, this is not working for me. Mm -hmm. And that network of people who you've gone through school with, college with, worked with, whatever, will say, see ya. That's it. You're written off. If you seek to change and you believe you can change, you've become an enemy. So it's very difficult for people to leave because they don't know a lot of ex-gays. They're going to a group or a therapist for help. Right. Where do they get friends?
0: So they operate as a tight-knit community.
1: Absolutely.
0: Now how, in the process of attempting to change, how does PFOX operate? Throw me a, show me a step-by-step guide. Um, if I wanted to become an ex-gay, um, obviously I'm going to call in or contact you via email. What, what happens?
1: Okay, you would contact me. I uh, I would prefer and generally speak by telephone directly. Mm-hmm. Ask you know what their reason is. You know, are you unhappy? Do you really seek change? And are you prepared for the long, hard road ahead? It's not happy, clappy, snap your fingers. Go to see the therapist and for a year or two and now all of a sudden you're straight. It's a lifetime change that you have to walk through and take slowly and understand what you're going through. And if they're prepared to do that, we talk about where do you live? You know, are you interested in working with a Christian therapist? Do you prefer to go to a licensed therapist who is secular? You know, what are your basic needs? And then you go from there and you can refer them to, you know, there's a group over here, if you're a teen, Floyd Godfrey has, is fabulous with family strategies. He's written A Young Man's Journey. So it's a workbook to take people through. There are wonderful resources, but you have to know what the basic need is and what the commitment is going to be. Because as I said, this is not gee, I'll go do this for a while and now I'm going to be straight tomorrow because it doesn't work that way.
0: But what are the techniques used these days once you pass them on to the specialist, Is it a holistic counseling approach or is, does it include abstinence, lessening well, of homosexual uh, temptations? Most of,
1: the, most of the people that I know, therapists I know, and, and Floyd would be different because he works with sexual addiction, but he also works primarily with teens and youth. Mm. Is it we need to get the commitment from the families, and the parents need to understand whether your child is 15 or 30 this is going to be a very difficult emotional step for them and they need the support because they're going to lose all the gay friends so you go to your meeting then they provide your counseling Mm -hmm. and they have support groups many of them you know people nowadays are into skype so they have weekly meetings that if you're in California and the person that you feel tied to that you think can help is in Maryland, then then you're doing Skype. So you have that face-to-face contact. You have resources. Mentors, having people within the church who understand what it's like to walk out of homosexuality, the support that's needed, the loss of friends. It's, a, it's an emotional trying time need to be there to provide spiritual support when it's needed and to let them know God loves everybody they, do you also I work with everybody.
0: the do you also work with the LGBT organizations have because you know they, the, the LGBT organizations do you work with them because um, you could have members who are confused are they gay are they not gay right. um, so rather than leave them hanging in the middle If you were to work with the LGBT organization and say, you know what, for those members that are slightly confused or not sure, we are here to help, or would that be too far-fetched?
1: I would love to do that. Mm. That would be, I mean, I had done interviews with gay media, both print, television, radio. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was one of the reasons we spent seven years involved in the school district in Maryland. Was trying to reach those kids the problem is there is such a hold on that community a stronghold we are not accepted we are dangerous we're telling you you could change you could commit suicide you could run away from home etc etc people are, are afraid to involve us because they've been told we're dangerous. So that's where you will see a lot of hatred and animosity. Who better than when we have families, and I have families that are, that are coming to this conference, whose children have been in this lifestyle 12 and 15 years. We don't love them any less, but we would like to help people who are struggling. But we are not allowed.
0: Now, the Federal Appeals Court in Virginia struck down the state's same-sex marriage ban. How does it impact PFOX?
1: It, it really doesn't. We all support that marriage is one man, one woman, and that we don't redefine marriage based on somebody's feelings, Mm -hmm. uh, which can change. We believe that people have the right, when it gets into politics, we all have a vote. We voted. As you said earlier, do we redefine marriage in the state of Virginia because 1.7% of our population may be homosexual? Or do we stick with the fact that 56% of the people support marriage as one man, one woman?
0: If they gave it another name, would that be acceptable?
1: You know, I, that's that's one that I've actually had that discussion with two different family members. Mm. And I really don't think so, because are we redefining it so they get a tax break? Are we not going down the same path by saying you have the right to live your life and make your own decisions, but why do we tie that to finances? That isn't supposedly what love is all about. There also are organizations. There's a
0: but is that more important? Finance is more important than being blessed by God? I mean, if they have, if, if, if two people of the same gender are living together, um, they'd like to give it a name. Maybe they might not want to take our name called marriage. They might want to call it union. The next thing would be, um, you guys have been blessed in the house of God for your marriage. We'd like to be blessed in, in the house of God for our unity.
1: Uh, it, it, it's two different things. Sir. By the way, there is there is a law from, sorry, I can't. the name is escaping me right now, mm. where you can get, you can inherit, you don't have to be married to inherit, because there are many heterosexuals that live that right. way. You can have the right to visitation in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all in how one fills out the paperwork and signs it. So, no, you can't be kept out of the hospital if your partner's ill. Right. So I'm tired of hearing all of that. So we need to get the facts straight. Legally, there are plenty of ways to protect yourself. So when it comes to the church, though, you know, If you are a Bible-believing Christian or Messianic Jew, whatever your case may be, do you not have the right, you are a church, a synagogue, a Muslim, hey, Muslims. Mm -hmm. We have loads of mosques here in the D.C. area. Uh, Why should you throw away your, your religious beliefs? because 1.7% of the population is demanding you marry them in the church or they're going to sue you and you're going to not be a 501c3 anymore. See, I think scripturally, and I do not use this very often, I will add, based on scripture, you know, churches believe Matthew 19.4 where Jesus said, Do you not remember my Father created them male and female? And for that reason, a man and woman shall come together and be united as one. I mean, that's part of what he said, and it relates back to the Old Testament. So why would we force Mm -hmm. people who follow that belief, who have a church, why should they be forced to change? Why should they give up their biblical beliefs? So I I would never support forcing someone to change their religious Mm beliefs based on someone else's feelings. And I don't know why our courts are. Uh, I think we're walking, I think constitutionally we have some big issues involving marriage and and churches that are going to end up before our Supreme Court.
0: Okay, got a few minutes left. You said in a press release that feelings do not define who we are, and we should not redefine an institution that has spanned thousands of years because people have fluid feelings about same-sex attraction. We've discussed the thing about feelings, but you know, when you say fluid feelings, isn't that very provocative to the gay community?
1: I don't mean it to be mm-hmm. provocative. I mean it to be a fact. Today you have feelings for someone; tomorrow you may not. Feelings change. Fluid is another. But they
0: change possible. whether you're homosexual or you're heterosexual.
1: Correct. So are not feelings fluid? Yes, they are
0: and you're saying homosexuality is a feeling
1: yes i am does what, what defines a homosexual who they're sexually attracted to who they perceive themselves to be is that not a feeling
0: but then yes but then i'm i'm a, I'm a heterosexual um my attractions based on feelings too that's correct but then you're saying that um homosexuality is based on feelings not science and feelings can and do change. Yes. Um, my counter argument would be well heterosexuality is also a feeling. Um I never dated or made love to a woman because it was scientific. You know, I did it because of
1: feelings. And that that's correct and that and it also gets into the biology. Biologically, Mm -hmm. men and women complement each other from a sexual standpoint, procreation. And and where does that homosexual relationship line up with that? It doesn't. Biologically, they cannot procreate. Biologically, they are not matched um, in a sexual relationship.
0: You know, I guess we can go back and forth on this, but I guess the ultimate judgment comes from God.
1: Ab- absolutely, and and there again, um, God loves everybody. Does He really want you living your life at risk? Does He not? Did He not create you as a man or a woman, and created both to come together for procreation? But I think relationships you know between husbands and wives I mean mm-hmm. when you've been married as many years as I have our children are grown and gone out of the house right. I mean we have a relationship because we love each other and we built the foundation on that so I don't I don't think we can just go forward and say homosexual people are bad they are you know or living in sin homosexuals need our support they need our love and they need to understand that change is possible that it is not a genetic, biological thing, and that we love them. I would never stop loving my child. We do things together every couple of weeks. I mean, we're a very, very close, intact family.
0: Now, I have a minute left. How can our listeners get in touch with you?
1: You can go to uh, pfox, P-F-O-X, dot org, mm-hmm. and that would be our website. And you can fill out a little piece of paper that says info that will and write your name, phone number, email address, and forward it to me, and they come directly to me. My direct email address is pfoxmom, P-F-O-X-M-O-M, at pfox.org. I will get your email either way and be happy to answer your questions or provide you resources if that's what you're looking for.
0: Regina, thank you very much for your courage on coming to this show and sharing your world with us. Thank you again.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Your comments and your followers are so very welcome on my Twitter account at VipJazzwell. And my Facebook page Just type in report. Also, let me know what you think about today's show. A special shout-out of thanks to my wonderful team, William Sanchez and Rick Buser. I'll be back next Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern with more fascinating stories that fill our lives with the inspiration and information we so need to kick-start the week. I wish you a wonderful evening tonight with your family and loved
2: ones. And until next Sunday, have a productive and a happy week ahead.